Good morning, planet Earth. Good morning to the kingdoms of the East and the West. Good morning to the castles and the moats and the crocodiles that live in the moats. All those rich people afraid the poor people will run across the moat once the, you know, the mobile device battery gives out. I've often called the uh, smart devices dog collars, and they are. They are dog collars. Your favorite iPhone, your favorite Android, it's a dog collar. You don't even pay for it. I mean, you pay for some of it. It makes you feel like you own your dog collar. But in reality, you don't own it. You don't really pay for the whole thing. It's highly subsidized, and it is for a reason. And it's not just because it's a dog collar. It's not just because it's designed to track you and keep up with what you're, you know, fucking doing. That's part of it. But really, the whole story is this. It's a sedative. It keeps you in a state of slumber. You, you become synambulistic and you're tied into this version of reality, the truth that the little phone gives you. And I know you tell me, well, it's convenient and I keep track of my groceries. Yeah, and so does your phone. And you can say, well, but I really love that game. I, I play that game a lot, you know. And it's a fun game. You're, you're, you're playing the game. You're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing, okay? Anyhow. But it is. It's July the 20th, 2022, Bo Blimp Doc. Almost 2 a.m. Why the fuck is Dan up? Because there's something about that crazy darkness. You know what I'm saying? There's something about the crazy darkness. The darkness out there, the emptiness of it all, it's something about it. I don't know what it is. You know, sometimes a person is more creative at night. Sometimes it's the opposite. Maybe you don't want to create. Maybe you want to absorb. I'm not sure. The first topic is not really a topic. Um, you know, it, it's more of just a link to something I came across I know several months ago I told my listeners I wasn't going to listen to Dane Wigington's podcast any longer. And let me just get this out of the way. Um, it, could, it could be just accident or fate, whimsical fate, that the person that appears to be the uh, strongest, you know, m most passionate investigator of geoengineering has a last name of Wigington. And several years ago, I wouldn't have really thought much about it. Because several years ago, I wouldn't have believed the level to which um, our system, our government, whatever you want to fucking call it, is willing to deceive us. The, the levels to which they're willing to go to confuse us and deceive us and lie to us. And I wouldn't have thought it would have been a, a very, you know, I don't know how to put this. I wouldn't have thought it would have been, been cheap or easy 
to create these personalities. But on the, on the, on the other hand, the great thing about YouTube and the great thing about these technologies is it does make it easy to create a person, an entity that doesn't exist. You know, a lot of there's a lot of talk right now about Elon Musk and um, Twitter and whether or not there are bots on Twitter. I'll tell you what's not on Twitter, and that's Dan. And it's not for lack of trying. It's just that between, you know, shadow banning and outright banning, um, yeah, I mean, I'm technically on a list now of people that are banned from trying to appeal, you know, being banned. So, you know, whatever's on Twitter, I'm definitely not. But there are bots on Twitter, definitely. There are, you know, software agents that pretend to be people. And what's even more um, likely in a lot of cases is people using software that allows them to impersonate many accounts at the same time. This is not that difficult a problem to solve, to have, you know, a lot of fake phone accounts, fake SIM card information. It's if you have the money, and that's the thing, I don't. I mean, I guess I do have more money today than I did a month ago, so that's something. But I'm not going to be getting rich anytime soon. But if you have the money, you know, enough money, you can do a lot of interesting things and you can spoof, you know, mobile phones. So the idea that there are fake accounts and bot accounts on Twitter, it shouldn't shock anybody. I think the the ego part of it is what confuses people about it. Because, again, you know, somebody's got 10,000 followers. I mean, 10,000, that's like a fucking small city or a big town. And what if you tell them that, no, you only have 200? And that's a small town in the Rockies. You know, and of those 200, many people of those 200 really don't give a fuck about you. They're just following you because they saw that you had 10,000 followers. And I, I believe that if there was a legitimate investigation into Twitter that you'd probably find out that Twitter itself promotes, knowingly promotes a lot of fake agents, fake accounts, and bots. And this is why the trial, in my opinion, isn't going to go anywhere. They're not going to reveal the real truth. They'll just give you little tidbits and the whole thing will go nowhere. Anywho, way off on a tangent there. I was going to talk about Dane Wigington. What I'll say about Dane Wigington is for somebody so passionate... He sadly has the wrong last name. I mean, I hate, to, I hate to break it to him. Because it is the case that the system wants to paint somebody like him as crazy. But his last name of Wigington, it just seems kind of bad. Like, you'd almost be better off changing your last name. Or putting somebody else out in front. The problem is people will easily say, oh, Wigington, wigged out. Oh, that's a crazy wigged out Wigington. You add to this that he is incredibly strident in his passion, but his passion is mainly about you getting some t-shirts and some handouts and handing them out. And at this point, folks, if they're really doing what Dane Wigington says they're doing, I can't talk about this in the podcast, but there are other things you could do. Other things that would actually have an impact. At this point, I don't think any of this stuff is going to have an impact. I don't think suing people like Dane Wigington is suing this guy on Facebook. I think it's Paul Beckwith for claiming that you know his 
documentary, The Dimming, was um, fake news or not, not real information. I don't see the point in a lawsuit at this point, you know? I don't. I mean, I don't know where the lawyers have been, really, in the last couple of years. When you think about COVID-19, it ought to be the largest generator of class action lawsuits in human history. It should be. It should end up there because I can tell you it's 100% bullshit. So with a little bit of effort, a legal team could investigate a hospital system like the UW hospital system, and they could investigate whether or not these cases were really the the COVID-19 or just good old-fashioned, you know, hospital malpractice, which was killing a lot of people. You know, a big chunk of the numbers for COVID-19 would represent a lot of the people hospitals would kill every year because they couldn't keep their fucking rooms clean. So, yeah. Yeah. Dane Wigington. And I have listened to some of his uh, podcasts recently off of YouTube because he is about the only person out there talking about this issue in any serious way. Geoengineering. I I digress. He mentioned a link to a patent in one of his shows, and I thought it was absurd. And if you go to Google and you... um, well, there's a link in the notes, but if you go to Google and you type in, oh boy, you know, patent, cool the earth, um, nuclear bomb, you will find a link. It does show up almost immediately at the top. You know, you get this link almost immediately at the top. Go to Google and, and just search for patent, <sighs> nuclear bomb, cool planet. I almost feel like taking a... a a snapshot of this really quick because it's so fucking absurd. It does. It doesn't really. Um, it just sounds fucking crazy. Batshit fucking crazy. It's the kind of thing where you'd say to yourself, and I, I told you I wouldn't spend a lot of time on this topic. Guess I'm full of shit. But it's the kind of thing where you say to yourself, how? I mean, how is it the case? that people believe that this is a rational response to anything, and that is to use nuclear weapons. And in the patent, there's also, you know, mention of um, asteroids and comets, ostensibly to what? To use those asteroids and comets to cool the planet. And another thing Dane Wigington pointed out recently is that there is new study on the whole volcanic cooling effect, for example, slightly off topic. But there's new research from NASA on this, and NASA claims that short-term, from volcanic eruptions, you do get cooling, but long-term, you get accelerated heating. You actually get damage to the ozone layer. And I don't know how much you folks know about nuclear weapons, but they, they cause tremendous damage to the environment, not just the radiation, but the actual explosion of these weapons themselves can actually remove things from the atmosphere that you need and put things there that you don't really want. The bottom line is nuclear weapons as a solution to any problem, in my opinion, sounds insane. It does. I mean, you could come to me and say, Dan, there's an asteroid and it's heading for Earth and we've run out of ideas. And, you know, Bruce Willis is busy.
But we can get Tom Cruise. We can get Tom Cruise. We can get Tom Cruise. No, if, so, if someone came up to me and said, Dan, an asteroid is heading towards the Earth and we've run out of ideas and it's like two or three days away. I mean, if you understand the basic physics of the problem, there's probably nothing you can do. I mean, you're, you're talking about a non-trivial asteroid, like in any of those movies. Oh, it's the size of Manhattan. You, you can figure out the math. Let's just say it's going 30 or 40,000 miles per hour, okay? So it weighs billions of tons, uh, billions upon billions of tons, and it's going like 30 or 40,000 miles per hour, and that's gonna be roughly its impact speed. There's probably nothing you can do. Like you might split it in half, like in the movie Armageddon, but it's not likely the two pieces are gonna go that far apart, and what you'll end up doing is just, you know, turning one big problem into two. But let's pretend that you could use a nuke last minute to do that. I suppose if there's nothing else you can do, you should try that. You should. And the reason why I'm mentioning this link and I'm mentioning listening to Dane is because there is some stuff going on right now that I believe the powers that be want hidden. And you know, it's funny. The word occult actually is another word for hidden. So when people talk about the occult and the Illuminati and the Satanists, well, you know, you're talking about the hidden forces of the world and you're talking about people who participate in that. I, I'm not invited to their parties and I really wouldn't want to go if I were. So I can't really tell you about these people, even if they actually exist, because I will grant the possibility that a lot of these things we see could just be random fucking bad luck. Could be. I don't want to spend a lot of time on the topic of what's called sometimes the clathrate gun or the methane bomb. You, you can research it yourself if you want to. I spent a number of years digging into that rat hole, that rabbit hole, whatever you want to call it. And it's a pretty dark subject because the one thing you can say about it if it's true, even if you don't end up in the worst case scenario, which is what they call Venus syndrome, you end up going through a transition in all likelihood that would destroy civilization as we know it. So even if human beings manage to survive a methane event, even if we survive, you know, perhaps five or ten years of almost permanent summertime conditions, even in the wintertime, I mean, whatever that looks like, and we end up at what's called, you know, hot ha hot house earth, hot house earth, or I sometimes jokingly call it Florida man world. If we end up at hot house earth, there will be people. That's That's the good news. But the bad news is I don't really see how you maintain this current existence through something like that. And the one thing about the methane event is that it probably does start in the Arctic, but it doesn't, it doesn't stop there. It probably does end up um, triggering what's called a positive feedback, but that feedback is going to stress all forms of frozen methane or convertible organics on Earth. And if it's frozen someplace like, let's say, the Gulf of Mexico or off the coast of you know, California, or off the East Coast. Did you hear those Seneca guns? If it's actually the methane that is very stable, according to the current worldview, 
if that methane starts getting released rapidly, what you run into is unnavigable seas. I mean, these are basically bad things to have happen if you're moving a ship across the ocean. So the thing about COVID-19, as I mentioned over the last couple of years, is it provides a lot of cover for, for this type of phenomenon. All the, you know, the things, oh, container ships can't move and we can't move this and we can't move that. It, it provides really decent cover for something like a methane event because it'll start in the Arctic, but you will have methane releases along the continental shelves. It is the nature of the beast. You know, rivers pull organic material, don't really pull it, the organic material flows downstream from the Mississippi into the Gulf of Mexico. And over time, you know, over many thousands of years, millions of years, at very low depth and whatnot, you do end up with a layer of frozen methane or methane combined with basically ice, frozen water, and that's called a hydrate, and, and you know, a methane hydrate. And it's a horrible topic, because potentially, if you get an honest number on this, and I, I, would, I would direct you to Dr. Shakova at the University of Alaska and anything she's written on the subject, if you get honest numbers, the amount of potential methane that could be released over a short period of time, well, over a period of 90 days, according to Shikova, enough methane could be released from the Eastern Siberian Arctic Shelf over 90 days to equal all of the CO2 released since 1970, roughly speaking. And, and so you know, that's pretty much the big bulk of it, because again, this isn't linear. So when I say since 1970, that's a huge chunk. Of, if you believe, and again, folks, I know people have different opinions about global warming and climate change, and there are people on the right who think it's all crazy nonsense, and I get it, and I, and I respect your opinion. However, a lot of you stupid motherfuckers are still wearing coffee filters. So please forgive me if I don't take your position with a great deal of seriousness, okay? You take a lot from your position. Like having the last name Wigington, if I see you wearing a fucking coffee filter and talking about the COVID, then a lot of your credibility just fucking disappears, okay? Sorry. And the sad truth is that a lot of these folks, they had to glom on to COVID. They had to. They could not and were not interested in asking any deeper questions. They did not want to ask the question, well, gee, wasn't it the case that the U.S. banking system was starting to blow up in the summer of 2019? Well, that is the case. The repo market was starting to fall apart. And if you want to know why that's important, the repo market, the overnight market for, for credit between banks is what keeps the trade flowing in this neo-Stalinist hellhole. If we actually had free enterprise, it wouldn't be that big a fucking deal. But, you know, you all love the Federal Reserve and all your eggs in one fucking basket. Well, welcome to the world where the basket falls on the ground. And all the eggs get cracked open. All this started happening before the magical monkey herpes. So a lot of people have problems processing. Now you add in the Ukraine. Which, again, could be 100% real. And shit, I was only going to spend a little bit of time on this topic. The Ukraine situation could be 100% real. I have no idea. 
I know that if you go to YouTube, there's that Gonzalo Lira guy who looks to be in some kind of fucking apartment for most of his YouTube videos, ostensibly in the Ukraine. But how the fuck would I know that? For sure, for certain. I don't have any way of knowing that. I don't have any way of proving that that guy's even a real fucking person. It's almost like he popped out of almost nowhere, you know, with the Ukraine situation. And he basically represents a kind of alternative perspective to the United States government and to the mainstream media. He's the alternative to the CNN. But in his universe, there's still a war there. I have no idea if that's the case. What I can tell you, and the scientific journals in recent weeks are admitting, is that this Ukraine war more or less puts the kibosh on most of the research around the Arctic Circle. And so if you wanted to cover up a methane event and you knew that the Arctic Ocean was boiling pretty bad and there's just no way to cover up that shit at this point, if you knew that you were within that Shakova 90-day window where the first big you know, burp or fart, whatever you want to call it, gets spat out, whatever, if you knew that that was going on, that you're reaching the point where even the geoengineering can't help you any longer, a nice little war in the Ukraine kind of makes sense. And if you if you look at this patent, again, back to the original point, this weird patent that Dane Wigington pointed out, it's online. It's a patent. It's a patent to use nuclear weapons to cool the Earth. Or some type of random fucking asteroid directed into the Earth. Maybe a comet. I mean, I've joked about this. Because to me, it's absurd, but there are people in the world who think this way, okay? There were people who worked for this government for decades who recommended that we use nuclear weapons to frack for natural gas, okay? To get more natural gas out of the ground, just use a tactical nuke. Maybe five kilotons, maybe 1.2 kilotons. What does it matter when you're talking kilotons, right? So I'll leave it up to you if you want to go deeper into this. You know, I've mostly thrown this fear monkey off my back because I recognize that even if it's real and even if it is happening, there's nothing that we can do about it. As I mentioned, the best description for the clathrate gun isn't gun. It, it isn't really a methane bomb. It's more like a mine, you know, or if it is a bomb, it's an unexploded bomb buried someplace. And some farmer in France, you know, with their plow out ends up hitting it the wrong way. And goodbye farmer, goodbye plow, goodbye horse, right? Or tractor, whatever. Goodbye tractor. Um, hopefully the farmer's okay. If you want to think about this methane issue, it is, it is a lot like having unexploded ordnance. In this case, you're talking about frozen methane and easily convertible organics in something called the permafrost that is no longer frozen. And what makes the dynamic even more dangerous is because the Arctic, for at least the last seven, 8,000 years, has been operating as kind of an air conditioner. You can think of it that way. Some people call it a freezer. It's been operating like an air conditioner. And for the most part, 
it's been keeping you know civilization in a nice spot you know there have been little warming trends and little cooling trends but for the most part for the last seven eight thousand years civilization's been in a sweet spot as far as you know food production you name it if you believe what you're told remember brothers and sisters i'm a christian so i'm giving you a scientific empirical you know natural materialist view of things and it might not be the case. It, other things could be true. I'm simply telling you the stuff that they'll teach you in your science class, right? There have been several ice ages over the last, you know, several million years. And a lot of the organic material we're talking about in the Arctic is the result of more than one ice age, more than one period of cooling. So you're talking about layers and layers of organics. Um, a lot of frozen methane. Uh, Shakova believes there could be a trillion tons of methane in the eastern Siberian Arctic shelf, you know, under the Arctic Ocean. There could be almost a trillion tons that could become destabilized. And one 50 gigaton burst would be enough, like I said, and that could happen over three months. And the heat changes could be very rapid, like temperature changes could be scary how rapid they could, they could become. And so, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. It's there. It's something I've been thinking about. The problem with Dane Wigington is that in some ways, even if it's not on purpose, it seems like he is designed to keep people from doing anything that would actually stop the geoengineering. And it could be the case that, you know, we've almost reached the point that that won't work. And maybe... Motherfuckers are saying to themselves, let's use a nuclear bomb. Let's trigger a caldera. Let's give ourselves a nuclear winter. Let's do something. I mean, that's another thing about the Ukraine situation. It's not just that it shuts down research around the Arctic Circle, but it's one of these types of events, ongoing events, that gives you the pretext for starting a nuclear war. And if you're a piece of shit that runs the world and you believe it makes sense to use nuclear weapons to frack for natural gas, for example, if you're one of these motherfuckers and you believe, well, guess what? I got a new use for nukes. We're going to cool the planet like what Carl Sagan said we could do. It's our last ditch maneuver or we're fucked. We're fucked if we don't use the nukes. And I again, I, I was only going to spend like a minute on this topic because it seems so absurd and so stupid. And I ended up talking about it for you know, almost half an hour, and I am sorry about that. The one thing I think I would say fairly to everybody, it's reasonable, I guess, is that we've been overloaded with a lot of fear, and it's not helpful to talk about more things to be afraid of. The problem I have is I don't think we know what the fuck's going on. I don't. I mean, it could be the end times, and a lot of this stuff, for, for someone who is still a relative novice, in terms of his Christianity, 
a lot of this stuff does match parts of prophecy, okay? A lot of this stuff does fit. Some of it doesn't. So maybe we're on the edge of the tribulation. Maybe the the rapture of the believers is about to occur, you know, who knows? Some people believe in the rapture, some people don't. Some people believe in one simultaneous resurrection. Some people believe that there'll be more than one. I don't know. I don't. I, I struggle not so much with my faith, but I struggle with the information that people give me that isn't in the Bible. Like if it's in the Bible, we can talk about it. But when somebody says, well, did you, did you know there, there was a nun? No, there was a nun. She lived in Bavaria in the 18th century and she predicted something. I'm sure there were a lot of nuns and priests throughout history who predicted shit. And maybe in some really vague way, some of those predictions have come true. I don't really know. I don't know. I don't want to talk about the, the secrets of Fatima. I don't really want to talk about any of that because for me, um, a lot of it is a, is a big question mark. I'm not saying that these, these prophecies or these predictions or these visions that some people say they've had are false. It's just that I have no way of knowing. I have no way of verifying it. Um, and so a lot of what's going on fits that. But beyond that, all I know is we're being lied to. You know? The COVID-19 is a giant fucking lie. You can claim it was something that was kind of real and then turned into a lie. That's fine. I mean, that sounds like a Three Stooges movie, but maybe, right? Maybe it started out as some really stupid mistake and nobody could, nobody could tell the emperor the emperor had no clothes. Nobody could. I mean, the timing is absurd that it happens right about the time the banking system's starting to melt down. So that's kind of weird. But again, it could be 100% legit. Just like the BLM Antifa nonsense that came into existence magically uh, being guarded by Seattle police officers in plain clothes, which I have on camera. Yeah, it magically magicked itself, a lot like those brand new Toyota pickups that rolled out of the desert in, you know, the spring of 2014 with ISIS in them, ISIS with chambered NATO rifles, ISIS, like I said, with brand new Toyota pickups. Oh, it's just magical, you know? It's magical how the BLM and the Antifa came into existence right about the time people were beginning to question the COVID monkey herpes. And it's just magical how this Trump-Biden trauma drama never fucking ends. It's magical. It's magical bullshit. The Ukraine war makes zero sense, in my opinion, strategically, if you believe that you know, Vladimir Putin, even if evil, is a rational actor. It doesn't make sense. The only thing about the Ukraine war that makes sense is that it covers up something else. It also makes sense because the COVID-19 monkey herpes, for all of its fear-mongering, for all the, the people who are members of the coffee filter cult, it's, it's losing its power. It's losing its strength. That's what happens to psyops. You know, psyops are a lot like radioactivity. You do reach a point where people just, you know, they figure out either on a conscious or unconscious level that this is not a concern and they go about their fucking business. And maybe they make up a story in their head to convince them, well, you know, people are just stupid. Well, people are stupid. So why do you elect them to government? You know, people are stupid. Yeah, I know.
these lies and the behavior of the lies, the, what they do, what they've done in terms of suicides and deaths and actual destruction, not the bullshit destruction, but the real destruction caused by the lies, these lies are not the types of lies you're, gonna, you're really going to want to use to build anything on. You really won't. It's, it's as if, imagine Hitler didn't do the Reichstag, the Reichstag fire. No, he did the Reichstag fire. But imagine it wasn't the Reichstag fire. And you can research the Reichstag fire for yourself. Imagine instead he just set fire to every major fucking city in Germany. Which eventually, in a way, he ends up doing. But imagine he does that to begin with. Or tries to. He, he, yeah, Hitler would have been over, you know, almost immediately. Okay? The problem with these... Um, the COVID-19 monkey herpes, which also is really not ending yet. There's, there's all kinds of talk about it coming back again for the election. That keeps people fucking confused. The problem with the COVID-19 and the Ukraine and the race war and all the other bullshit, okay, is that it would be like Hitler, instead of setting fire to the Reichstag, decided to set fire to all of Berlin or some particular city, just set fire to the whole fucking thing. Yeah, he would have been known for starting a big fire, but he would not have become the Hitler we know. This stuff that the powers that be are doing is so over the top. I don't see a reset. I don't see us, you know, going to a FEMA camp. As I've said in the past, if you want to know where the FEMA camp is and you live in a city, look the fuck around you at this point. You're there. The cities were always going to be the FEMA camp. If you don't get that by now, <laughs> you will pretty soon, you know? So there you go. Next topic. Too long on that one. So I've already noticed some behaviors from Anchor and Spotify that lead me to believe, and, and this information's in the notes as, as well, that leads me to believe that I'm about to be banned um, from Anchor and Spotify. This is the only venue other than my uh, my blog for distributing my podcast. And I've been, you know, I've been driven places and told about places. I've had people in my life in recent years who tried to sell me, well, this site, this site in particular, this brand new site, this is the one that's going to let you... No, no, it's not. It's not. I don't see how my podcast can be dangerous given that it looks like only about 30 people listen to it. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make any sense as to why they start doing this shit. I don't really understand what happened with GoDaddy. People will say, well, you were angry on the phone. I'm sure they get a lot of angry motherfuckers on the phone. But how many of them have all their shit ripped off? Their websites, their domains, all of it stolen. I, I bet very few, if you know, if any, really. But based on the behavior of Anchor and Spotify in recent weeks, to include a COVID nineteen banner or tag on my recent podcast about Breaking Bad with with Mike. I think there's a 50-50 chance in the next month or so that I'll be banned. I'm just giving you a warning. It might not happen. You know, they, they've disabled links on Spotify that used to work. That's weird. But there's no way of knowing why. 
this, you know, this weird COVID-19 shit showing up. I don't fucking understand why, but it's happening. And if it's happening, it's something to think about. I'd also point out that almost from the beginning, I was being shadow banned. It's pretty much what happens to me everywhere on, on the internet. You know, and I've had, I've had listeners tell me, I can't find your podcast. I try searching for it and I can't find it. Well, that's okay. It's okay. As I've said, you know, I'm still about 20 feet off the ground. So when I talk about my um, quote-unquote enlightenment and understanding, understand if I'm complaining about podcasts in July of 2022, I'm still 20 feet off the ground. I am still high enough that if I don't, if I don't do it right, if I don't do a good PLF, you know, I'm 20 feet off the ground. If I fall head first, if I fall head first, I'll break my neck, so. I'm still 20 feet off the ground, brothers and sisters. I'm still pretty close to the same place that I would need to be. That if you know, a lot of people out there are about 20,000 feet up, and and they're talking about all the good deals they're going to get because housing prices are crashing. And I think that's great. You know, a lot of people out there are hodling, hodling their cryptos, and you know. God bless, if, if at least the lowercase God that you worship. But I'm, I can't really preach too much. If I'm talking about this podcast, how truly concerned can I be about something like the Clathrate gun? Really? I mean, the best I could say is, is that I'm probably, in my own way, just as fucking confused as the rest of you. Really. If we're getting right to the nub of things. And this new job I have, it's great. It's great so far. I mean, I, I would like to tell you that it's going to be the end-all, be-all. I'd like to tell you that it's going to be the thing that changes my life, that I'm going to wake up a morning this week, next week, and I'll say to myself, oh, it's a brand new day, and everything is fine, and everything is, is going great. I'd love to tell you that that's about to happen. I don't believe it is, but I really do want to tell you that. I really do. I, I want you to... Here in my own words, I really wish, 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 wish. I want to tell you that. I really do. I want to be able to wake up and look at the sky and say to myself, you know, Dan, you were concerned and you believe we're being lied to, but maybe, maybe it was lying just to steal a bunch of money, right? Maybe it was just more of the 2008 bullshit. It's what I called it in February of 2019, the screw belief. Maybe it is just the screw belief. I don't think it is. If it is, the damage that's been done 
is going to reveal itself over decades. The damage that's been done to children will reveal itself over decades. If this is just a screwbelie, this is a really stupid maneuver. This is the kind of maneuver where I don't see how the powers that be ever fix this. Like, what they've managed to do is break down almost all public trust. And for what purpose? To, to rebuild it again under the reset? To rebuild it again under some globalist scheme? Basically, they've revealed themselves and their techniques for what they are. You don't do this at the beginning. You do this at the end. You don't do this when you want to become dictator of Germany. No, you set fire to all your bullshit when it's all over. Kind of like what Hitler, you know, Hitler gave the order in the bunker towards the end. He gave the order, and I believe Albert Speer was the guy he gave the order to, to basically set fire to Germany. Set fire to every city, set fire to every factory. As I said, if Hitler in the early 30s had done that, Hitler would not be Hitler. So yeah, you do set fire to shit. You set fire to everything at the end. At the end. When, when the whole thing, when the whole party is about to be over, that's when you torch the place. You don't torch it at the beginning. I mean, you can, you can, but it's not the same experience. Yeah, I really, really spent a lot of time on that one. Have you ever heard of Frazzle? It's a private members club. You can enjoy a meaningful, loving relationship at Frazzle. It will connect you. It's highly exclusive. It's suited to the global elite. People that travel in yachts and planes. People on the Orient... The Orient Express. Have you ever heard of Frazzle? It's the newest members club. Members for dating volcanoes. And it makes life sweet. If you go to the Frazzle, you know, male, female, volcano-style sexual yacht club... If you go to their secret island, they'll, they'll give you the new, very friendly chainsaw. A friendly handheld chainsaw. They'll teach you how to use it if you go to Frazzle because you're elite and you want to date. And you want to be on inclusive but all-exclusive, totally, totally like specialized yacht excursions that take you to the volcanoes and the sharks. You want to be like a celebrity, like you're a celebrity on a yacht that was owned by celebrities. And at Frazzle, you'll get a chance to join the AANP, the AANP, the Adult American Non-Professional Organization, the AANP. If you, if you go to Frazzle, you can verify that you're not a professional. You're not involved in any type of specialized courses or courseware. You're not a trainer. You're not a fucking manager. You don't work at fucking Pizza Hut. You can go to the Frazzle Elite Exclusive Volcano Style Sexual Club and get on that yacht. Because you're a member of the American Association of Non-Productives. <laughs> At Frazzle, 
you get to learn about Charlie Sheen. You get to meet Charlie Sheen. He runs the Lido deck at Frazzle. You remember Mac from JAG? She was kind of hot and sexy. She's the bartender at Frazzle. Yeah. Go to Frazzle. At Frazzle, you'll get a brand new Corvette. At Frazzle, you'll get a... Yeah. At Frazzle, you'll get a new Corvette and a box-style watermelon like, you know, in fucking Robot Japan. Our first Frazzle event will involve the women of Star Trek. All the sexy women of Star Trek. They will drive vehicles naked over the largest bridges in the world on their way to Frazzle. You'll get to learn about that woman who lost a lot of weight and now she's a model. Can you believe it? You get to take your celebrity style body card and guess what? Kenny Rogers is going to like, I don't know, show up there too. Only after he steals a hundred million dollars from, from a jewelry store. And then you get to see all the crazy old actors and actresses and people from the golden age of Hollywood at Frazzle. They'll hang out there too, along with Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and Bob Graskins. You don't know Bob Graskins yet, but you will. Frazzle has all the neatest stuff from Japan. All the specialized snacks. The snacks with the little dried fish. You can get those at Frazzle. So come on, come on over to a volcano-style human experience for the elite. If you're, if you're part of the global elite and you're tired of going to what? Frickin' sandals. Fucking sandals. If you're part of the global elite and you're getting tired of going out on your yacht with your, you know, with your hooker wife and your hooker girlfriends, if you want some type of new experience, come to Frazzle. Next topic. Did you know that Skittles contains titanium dioxide? Now, the reason why I find that interesting is because it's true. On the inside of the Skittle... There's that material, and it's all kind of white, whitish, the whitish material in there. I guess all that white comes from titanium dioxide. And supposedly it's not good for you. I just don't know what to tell you about that. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. A recession during a depression is a collapse. Yeah, I, I, I'm seeing a lot of articles about recession coming, a recession might come. <sighs> I don't know. I, I believe that the United States economy for probably at least the last decade, and certainly maybe since 9-11, has been mostly a hallucination. Like, yeah, on the surface of it, it looks like we've been sort of trucking along at whatever pace of things. And yeah, I've known people who've made money off of certain gimmicks. I mean, I say make money. I know people who've leveraged, you know, the printing of money to take some of that money and get richer. And I've known people who've done that. And from their perspective, these must have been really go-go times, I guess, up until now, right? Or maybe up until the great financial crisis or something. 
But what it does seem like to me is that the economy itself is a giant fucking group hallucination. And I don't think that's accidental, but it doesn't really matter at this point. People are talking about recession like it, it's something that will happen, but it'll be like the COVID thingy. It was no big deal. And, you know, we got, you know, brothers and sisters, if you need to, to bargain with reality and have a conversation with with fate and if you if you need to believe that what's coming is a recession, I get it. I can't believe it. Like, you know, it's funny. My faith in God is a lot like my lack of faith in any of these sources of information. It's unshakable. I'm not saying that you don't sometimes get a little bit of truth from these people. Every great lie throughout history, every great lie contains a little bit of truth. So you do get a little bit of truth from these people, but not as much as you might think. Um, it's mostly titanium dioxide. If you want to read about that, you can. I don't know. Here's another quote from Dr. Freckles. Do, do what you want. Do what you want. Do what you want. And I really mean it. I won't stop you. But God might. Do what you want. I won't stop you. But God might. If you want to work in an alley someplace and open up a doctor's office, using the light of a candle, a single candle, to perform alley-style, late-night, dark, and ghetto-existence-style surgery, where surgery is performed and the anesthesia is a little bit of vodka in a lead pipe, like, drink up, son, and then I'll come up from behind and knock you out, you know? If you want to be that kind of doctor, working in an alley someplace, you go ahead and do it. I'm not going to stop you. Probably. But God might. If you want to pilot ferries, you know, between points around a city, oh, I'm in charge of the Staten Island Ferry. I'm in charge of the ferry that'll take you to some fucking island in the Puget Sound. If you want to do that, while at the same time having sex with multiple women inside of the whole, you know, <laughs> yeah, on the bridge, on the bridge of the ferry. If you want to be doing all kinds of weird Pornhub style sex and piloting a ferry, you can do it. I, I, I'm not going to stop you, but God might. You want to buy a grill gun? A gun that fires a propane flame? Because you know, you know why you can turn that into a pretty good flamethrower. You want to build yourself a hobo flamethrower using the grill gun and some propane and some gasoline and some styrofoam. And you want to walk down the street setting fire to cars and various types of small buildings and whatnot and maybe... The, yeah, the fucking telephone pole or the mobile tower. You do your thing. You go, girl. That's okay. I'm not going to stop you, but God might. 
You can build a cabin in the mountains. Your wife has left you and you are abandoned to the darkness. She's tired of your bullshit. So you can go build that fucking cabin. And, you know, you're training an army of crazy gorillas up there. Right now it's only five gorillas. Really, it's only five raccoons. But you're training those five raccoons to go go insane, to go crazy. You cover them in dynamite. You cover them in failure. That's okay, you and your army of exploding raccoons. I'm not going to stop you. But God might. Sarah Harper smoked crack cocaine and rubber rub, rubbed, rubbed her bluebus on the bus on the way to work. She thought about her trick and his hands and his yellow bloodshot eyes that seemed to glow in the night. His throbbing zorg engudulated her frankel zone and the eight ancient greases flowed as scaly birds scaly birds fed on wig ants near the abandoned church that's okay i won't stop you sarah but god might you know After each day turns sour, the philosopher loads his pistol and goes looking for trash. He stops at the first bar, nasty and consuming, the smell of stale cigarettes and bleach and vomit and shit filled the air. Musty, muggy, moist, lost to the lukewarm world of woolly-headed speed freaks, he can stop and have his white lightning and and then go back to hunting buffalo. I'm not going to do nothing to stop it, but God might. I'll hide out in the desert, not far from Scompton. My head will rest on a stone pillow. My bed will be made of rancid possum entrails and old moldy newspapers. I shiver feverishly at night as the slow-cooking heat of a methane catastrophe chases my dreams to Grinkenville. I've seen the hooker armies. I've seen Cortan and the Lizard Queen. I've seen the old folk being boiled for dog food. I've been near the outer realm where the gondolords rule and the priestess class swims in pools filled with KY jelly, as it should be. And you can't stop me. But, you know, God might. You want to become dictator for life of all planet Boblimptok? You want your hands replaced with glowing, red-hot fists of titanium? You want to hold the still-beating hearts of your enemies in your glowing hands as they slowly sizzle and beat their last? Your mansion will be made of plutonium. Your car will be powered by cats. The Zincton folk will worship you. They'll build a statue in your honor. And you will do pharma-grade cocaine as busty models get you off. 
and you soil your silk pajamas with man juice. This is fine. It's not a huge deal. I'm not going to say no. But God might, you know. Sometime next year, maybe next year, Colonel Trigg will open up a fast food chain called Old Shimbley's Kidney Pies. He will partner, partner, he will partner, he will partner with King Knob Hotel Chains and Peterson Ice Deliveries. He hopes to get a lot of verticals and horizontals going. A nearby medical clinic will lend a, lend a hand. He will serve fine, high-grade kidney pies, but if you find yourself naked in a bathtub covered in ice with two surgical incisions on your left and right abdomen, call an ambulance, but whatever. If you want to go to Colonel Trigg Shimbley Plies, Shimbley, Old Shimbley's Kidney Pies, if you want to go to Colonel Trigg's Old Shimbley's Kidney Pies, I'm not going to stop you, but I kind of hope Jesus does. Oh, you motherfucker. You love your Dungeness crab. You motherfucker love your Dungeness crab. You brag in your slightly Asperger's, a.k.a. Danish way about how much you love to catch and eat the little creatures and boil them and whatnot, and me, I won't eat that shit. You can have the tertiary consumers, the filter feeders, the things that literally eat shit and die. They are filled with poison and metals and all kinds of damage, and it is an insult to your immune system, as bad or worse than undergoing surgery or having a puncture wound. So you go ahead and eat your fucking oyster, your fucking clam, your fucking crab. You go ahead and eat your fucking shellfish, your shit roaches and your poison beetles. I'm not going to stop you, but God might. Next topic, right? Next topic. Oh, here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. A code monkey is someone you hire to tell a computer to do something, you are too fucking lazy to do your own goddamn self. Man. If that isn't the whole truth, though. I, at one point, considered becoming a lawyer. And I don't want to go into all the reasons why. Some of the reasons are the same reasons why I almost went into intelligence work and decided not to do that. Um, I don't... I can't tell you it's one thing or the other. It's, it's not just your logic or your reason. Sometimes it's your stomach. You know, sometimes it's your gut, as they say. And my gut told me in both cases that this was the wrong road. That to go down the road to being a lawyer was wrong. To go down the road to end up working at the CIA was wrong. i, I kind of glad I made the choices I made, you know. I think I probably would have been a pretty good lawyer. Maybe a great one. And I, I would have had a fairly normal life, you know, in terms of what that word has come to mean in this country, which means I'd have my house and my mortgage and my one or two kids and my one or two cars. If I'd been a lawyer, maybe I'd even become rich, who knows? 
And if I'd gone into intelligence work, I probably would have ended up an alcoholic. You know, I, I, I drink too much right now, so I should say a hardcore alcoholic. If I'd gone into intelligence, I had met enough of those people when I was in the service that it, occur it occurred to me that if I ended up going to Fort Huachuca and going into intelligence, that I would end up a miserable piece of shit. Now, I had no way of proving that, and there might be really, really happy, you know, self-actualized sociopaths who work for the CIA. There might be. I don't really give a fuck. The people I met in the service, for the most part, that were in intelligence and didn't seem like assholes were mostly drunks, you know. So I don't know if I'd want to be around those self-actualized CIA fucks, really. No. Um, but I ended up Code Monkey. I ended up a computer programmer. And I can't really say it was my absolute desire at the time. It was the shortest distance between between two points. It wasn't really the ideal. I, I had dreams when I was a kid. And at one point I did and was interested in computers. But for whatever reason, that's not the path I went down when I was younger. And in a lot of ways, this path ended up becoming the default way for me to make some money. And it was good money. And even right now, it's still quote unquote good money. I mean, I, I, would be, I would be dishonest if I said the money wasn't pretty good. It is right now. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, I'm not really sure any of this is supposed to make any sense. If it's all random, it doesn't have to. And if it's not random, it still doesn't make a lot of sense. I, I don't understand it. Um, I put my resume out there one particular day at the beginning of June, and within a week, I had a job. I'm not saying that doesn't happen. And, and if you want to say, well, Dan, there's just a shortage of everything. I want to believe that. Like I said, my faith in God is as strong as my lack of faith in any of these sources of information, to include the job market. So if someone tells me, well, Dan, there's just all these jobs for people to do, There are a lot of jobs that people have in the software world that might seem necessary from an app perspective. I use an iPhone, you know, for example. I don't, but let's say you do. Oh, I use an iPhone, Dan, and I, I use apps for everything. But there's a lot of stuff we used to just do without a computer. And you could say, well, isn't your life better if you have a computer to do it for you? Maybe, maybe not. In fact, maybe you end up becoming a little bit dumber as a result. More of these things you ask the computer to do. So I'm not going to dwell on this quote, but it's just something to think about. Next topic or next quote. Here's a quote from Dr. Freckles. When you get crazy and old, it doesn't matter how you get eaten. <laughs> Dr. Freckles. That's also true. You know, I've reached the point in my life where... It's not that I want to die. I don't. But I've kind of, I'm at peace with the reality that I'm way closer to the end than the beginning. And I don't really look around the world today and say to myself, it's so much better than when I was a kid. 
And maybe that's because that's what old people say. I mean, that's kind of what we tell each other. Old people say it used to be better. And, and there's some truth to that. Um, what I can tell you is, when, you know, just 20 years ago, it seemed like this country was more sane and more productive on an individual and group basis than it is today. And that this country still talked about doing things. Like I remember 20 plus years ago, even Google talked about putting cameras on the moon. It was a topic that came up. I'm sure it's been memory hold by now, but it was a subject, you know, because people said, well, Google Maps is so great and blah, 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 and Google does this. So why not put cameras on the moon? And I remember reading an article where, yeah, they're thinking about putting cameras on the moon. If we can put cameras on Mars and, and we can put, you know, cameras in, at the edge of the universe, and if we can build super powerful, you know, optical telescopes in, in outer space, it seems like if you believe what you're told about all the technology we have, um, it seems like we should be able to put some live cameras on the moon. Little drones, why not? Um, but what we get is this crap from China or NASA. Oh, but China put a probe. You get these crappy pictures. They don't look good. It's 22, you know, it's 20 fucking 22. It's 2022. And a lot of these pictures still look like Photoshop garbage. You know, they look like crap. They don't look real, and maybe that's also the fucking point. But when you get crazy and old, it doesn't matter how you get eaten. Like, again, I know I sound crazy. Oh, we're talking about cameras on the moon. I'm talking about asking some questions. You know, when people tell you it is so much better, ask some questions about, well, what do you mean? If you're talking about violent crime, I gotta say, I think that's a giant question mark. Because I believe, and, and, I, and I think it's really too late to really make a difference, it doesn't really matter, but I believe that things like uniform crime reporting or UCR that gets reported by police departments to the FBI might be mostly bullshit, especially when it comes to parts of the country where they need the property taxes to keep certain institutions going, okay? So it doesn't really help with property values if you report honestly how many people are getting killed. It doesn't. It, it looks better if you can call a murder anything fucking else, really. And so I don't really believe a lot of these violent crime statistics. I don't believe them. So when people say, well, Dan, violent crime is down, well, how do you know? Because some statistician on TV told me so. Maybe. It might be true. It might be complete fucking bullshit. There are incentives to lie about crime, okay? If you don't understand the incentives or, or how property values link to that, do your own fucking research and think on it. But there's an incentive there. And if there's an incentive, and it's a perverse incentive, then you're going to see some perverse things like lying about the rate of crime. You know, calling a murder a suicide, calling a suicide an overdose, calling anything anything else so that you can fucking cover it up. But I'm just crazy and old. And the great thing about being crazy and old, as Dr. Freckles says, it doesn't matter how you get eaten. You could, be, you could be eaten by a bear. You could be eaten by coyotes. You could be eaten alive by cancer.
I was watching YouTube the other day, and it was really funny. I was watching YouTube, and this commercial comes on, one of these YouTube commercials, okay? And it was a Hennessy commercial, you know, for the cognac. And the basic message of the commercial was, life's crazy, life's insane, life's out of control. Can you believe this crazy shit going on? So why not get drunk? That was the basic message. That wasn't the wording. That wasn't the language they used exactly. But the basic message was, shit's crazy, so go get drunk. And, and it's funny because it is, in some ways, one of the most honest things I've seen from any form of media in the last couple years. Like with all the other bullshit and all the anti-vaccination and vax fear-mongering and COVID monkey herpes race war bullshit with all the crap we get fed. This Hennessy cognac commercial was one of the most honest fucking things I've seen. Life's crazy. Shit's out of control. So why don't you just go get fucking drunk? I'm not saying this is good advice. Please don't mistake what I'm saying here. I'm not calling this good advice. I'm simply calling it honest. Okay? They're being truthful. They're telling you that their product is designed to get you fucking drunk. So why don't you go get some Cognac Hennessy and get drunk? Your wife left you. Your boss, they fired you. You found out you have, you know, schlimbiosis or drunk dick's disorder or something. You know, they're going to have to shove a pipe up your butt or something. Why don't you just go get fucking drunk? Okay? Clathrate gun, schmathrate gun. Go get fucking drunk. Ukraine, nuclear war, using nuclear weapons to cool the earth. Why don't you go get fucking drunk, buddy? It's good fucking advice, really. No, I'm not vouching for the advice. I am not going to tell you that you should go out and you should go get drunk. That is not my fucking point. But my point is this, that of all the crap I've seen recently whether it's advertising or the news, and what the fuck is the difference at this point, of all the crap I've seen, this message, this simple message from Hennessy Cognac was the most honest. It's not good health advice. It's not good psychologically. But at least they're telling you, here's our product. Here's what it's for. Everything is fucking crazy. Don't think about it. Don't ask questions. Just get fucking wasted. And I can't really judge too harshly. I mean, I am, I have a plan to slowly sort of taper down my beer drinking, but I, I have a weird fear that there's a fucking nuclear war and I don't have a six pack. Because I want to have a six pack and I want to have my volcano going with some pretty good sativa. I, I would really like to be listening to some decent music before the bombs hit. But again, how can you or any of us judge this statement, this concept, this argument that Hennessy's making? Shit's crazy, get drunk. Because like I said at the top, baby, you can find a patent on the World Wide Web for using nuclear weapons to cool the earth. And I'd say you'd have to use several, maybe several thousand. And somebody out there 
And the United States government believes this is a good fucking idea. I really believe that's true. There's someone in our government and probably other governments that think this is a great fucking idea. Why don't we have a nuclear war? Oh, it's the clathrate gun, schmathrate gun. Grab your Hennessy cognac, you know, take a trip to Frazzle, push the button, baby, you know, go eat yourself some fucking crab. Because, listen, baby, if you want to go to Frazzle and start a nuclear war to cool the earth, I don't know that I can do anything to fucking stop you. But God might. So for Wednesday, Hump Day, 2022 Boblimp Doc, it's right around 3 a.m., that's a weird time of the morning, baby. You don't really want to get up in a couple hours, but you really can't get back to sleep either, can you? For this Wednesday, excuse me, I almost said September, fuck. For this Wednesday, July the 20th, 2022, um, from here in Utah out to you, wherever the fuck you are, I hope you're doing okay. I, I hope you're able to find some meaning in your life. I hope you can and will be happy. Um, and I, I don't have good advice on how you do any of these things. Right now, life feels like running from a bear for me. And I've, ne I've, never, I've never been chased by a bear, but I can imagine it must be fairly startling and even a bit fearful to be chased by something that wants to eat you. But do you know what the great thing about growing old is? It doesn't matter at all how you get eaten. <laughs>